Welcome to On The Hill Podcast. Hi, and we're back. Back on the hill. Back on the hill, baby. Back on the hill. Big E, little E, and... uh, Got a special guest here. This is episode nine. Is it episode nine? Does that sound right? I think so. I think Evan was episode eight. Damn. It's so almost, almost double digits. You got any relation to the number nine? No. No? All right, so we got with us the uh, one and only Cody Ray Newland. Right? Yep. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now I'll start off. I mean, you know, it's kind of odd getting here talking, but um, I met you when you were a recruit at the Crater Academy. Yep. And you were working for what What agency then? Dinwiddie County. Dinwiddie County. It's as good. a... Oh. As we, a cop or... Mm-hmm. Did you have any prior? No, um, I was. I started there as a jailer, so basically worked the courts and our lockup there. So I had to go through the jailer academy. I met him at that first one. Okay, I got you. Then when I got promoted to the road, I met him. I saw him again <laughs> when I went through that academy. Yeah. So what happens is like you know, um, with us smaller agencies that you worked in, you grew up in Dinwiddie too, mm-hmm. right? So you know, um, first of all, you can you could. How long did you work before you came to the academy? About don't don't you don't for it, the jailer academy it was three months and then you came to the academy I went through the academy right for the LA academy I was on the road for six months had gone through field training and then went through wow. the LA academy yeah so the normal order thing is like so uh, I don't know when this really took place but you can be hired by let's say like a regional jail and work mm-hmm. there up to a year before you even ever go to the academy mm-hmm. so one of your friends did that right mm-hmm. talking about Eric his, one of his friends he went to high school with had worked there for like eight months. Yeah. You're supposed to come to the academy, but never got sent. Yep. So, and you're, you're the same way. So you could have mm-hmm. worked there in the courts and, um, in the, y'all have a jail there too, small jail, Mm-mm. like a it's, lockup. It, we have a lockup, but not, we use, um, Heron. For okay. Jail. Yeah. So you, you had that grace period, you know, mm-hmm. and then we, since she was already certified, um, BJA, basic jailer Academy, she, she did her field training first through Dinwiddie and then came back to the academy to get certified as law enforcement. So there's two certifications. Yep. So that, is that usually how you start off? Or uh, you can start off? You can, uh, especially if you're with the sheriff's office. Um, I think they typically oh, like you to you. go kind of through that way. But then a police department, you have to go through the academy first. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Yeah, the police department usually doesn't have that, that grace period of that like yeah. a jailer. Yeah. And some <laughs> of that reason is, is because, you know, um, uh, personnel. Shortages. Yep. Well, I was going to say I was. I'm not going to get in any specifics, but my buddy who went through, he was in, um, went through the jailer academy, and then actually, I don't know. He never he, went to the jail. Yeah, never, yeah, you're right. He never did an, an academy, so he's there for six, seven months, no training. Yep. Has no <laughs> sort of. Like, I guess you get mace at some point. And yeah. Yeah. Once you get the defensive tactics, right? You got to yeah, he said he had nothing, so they were so short people, he was just on his own for a while. Yep. And he was like, I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we did. We all did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so like in, in these regional academies, I mean regional academies, regional jails, I mean, you may be one, one officer to 70 people in a pod or oh, more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're just standing there. You, I mean, your, your survival is based upon the will of the, of the inmates. I know, that's scary. Yeah. Especially, and you, I guess you did a women's. So since we didn't have a jail in Dinwiddie, we just had a lockup. So we would just take people to and from Court. uh, courts and back to, and back to and yeah. you know, we, we could hold them for up to 24 hours, but mm-hmm. then we would just have to take them to whatever jail they needed to go to. Damn. So there's all kinds of people. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, normally, so so when you were doing that, was anybody that kind of like a strange story about that that you can think of? Um, any, any crazy story from the jail time from from the from the lockup? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. I mean, other than people, you know, flooding their cells or because yeah. they were mad or claiming they can't walk, so you got to carry them. Either that or either that or you know the couple people that would come out of the cell and just like charge you for no reason, mm. even though you're not going anywhere. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is wild. But uh, all right, so then let's just backtrack. So you, you said you were born and raised in Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, I mean, so people, like when you said, <laughs> I mean, so first of all, we appreciate you coming over. We're going to give you this uh, on the hill cup, man. And we're supposed to have an on the hill sign that hangs back here, but it got lost between China and like Macon, Georgia. So it said Alfred Delivery <laughs> and it said in Georgia. Like Some three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so you hit the tracking thing on, uh, on Amazon and it said Georgia. I'm like, damn, we live in Virginia. And then your mom <laughs> said, well, that's where it originated from. Like, nah, it originated in China. <laughs> Must Might be another lesson, happy. Man. Hey. Might have been like some kind of like, you know, super induced alien. Could been drugs in there or something. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Passing it off, man, to the Liverman family. You never know. <laughs> all right. So, so, all right. So, but Dinwiddie's huge is what I'm saying. So you were yeah. like, hey, you know, we're like, you know, uh, you got here a little early, but it took you an hour to get here. So when I think of Dinwiddie, I'm just thinking about like, is this one area, but the place is huge. It is. It is. And that's the thing, like, I was born in about the central area of Dinwiddie, which is DeWitt, because we have sub-counties inside the county. So right. you have North Dinwiddie, you have Carson, Sutherland, Wilson's, Ford, McKinney. <laughs> you have Good a, a bunch of different areas that are technically like sub-counties. So you were born in? So I was born and raised in DeWitt. There's a farm down there, and then I live in McKinney. So you live in McKinney now. Mm-hmm. You said that's near like Black Blackstone or something? I live on the far side, so near Blackstone. Man. Basically, the backside of Fort Pickett. <laughs> oh, Fort Pickett. That's mm-hmm. right. That yeah. is out there. Mm-hmm. Good God. Well, damn. We should give you some gas money. <laughs> <laughs> Make and hawk this cup, man. And get, we'll fill up with some gas on your way out. Yeah. Got a couple of five gallons back there. We can hey, you know. fill it up. <laughs> so, she so a, she, you drive a Subaru. It's okay. Yeah. See? That's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Right, so, so um, how about brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I have uh, three sisters. Um, two of them are half-sisters, and then I have an older half-brother as well. Dang. Pretty big family. Yeah. So how? So you, where, where did you fall within the the grouping, like youngest, middle, youngest, oldest? Um, I'm second youngest, but I'm the oldest of my two parents together. <laughs> oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, damn. How was it growing up in the – so there's only one Dimity High School, right? Yes. Damn. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. So we, we had – we have five elementary schools, one middle school, one high school. Sounds like Prince George. I guess a lot of those rural counties are like that, too. Yeah. Because we had kids, because I taught for a couple years, mm-hmm. and I, th- I mean, we had some kids were on the bus for like an hour and a half every morning. Yep. <laughs> and to get home. Oh, yeah. Like, we get, up, we get out of school at 2, 2.33, and we wouldn't get home until 5. Oh, yeah. Holy oh, smokes. Especially if there was like... Um, so like a bus driver missing, they would do double backs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Come get you and you'd be, then you'd be an hour and a half behind that. So yep. you get home at like seven, eight o'clock. Oh yeah. So, um, what year did you graduate high school? 2014. 2014. Oh shit. Me too. Sweet. <laughs> Y'all the same age. Yeah. 2014. And then, except I went to Dale. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Thomas Dale. Chester, <laughs> right here on the hill. That's where I grew up. Yeah. So, 
I know you watch some of the shows, but you realize the hill because this is on yeah. Happy Hill. But the other part is is on the hill about. Um, have you heard this before? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's like you know, what, what else would we say? It's just <laughs> it's all about storytelling. Well, and my, I'm gonna let people. you tell yours first, and then mine is a little more. <laughs> I don't know. On the hills. Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. He has his own story, and I've got my own yeah. version of the hill. Usually, when people come over, they're like, "We're coming to the hill." They don't right. say your house or. We're going to Eric's house tonight where they say we're going to the hill. So that's just like the nickname for it. That's fair. That's how I see it. That makes but sense. But his is a lot deeper than mine. So. so, you know, I mean, so you we are, you were a student of mine. I, don't, I know you did DT when the BJA. I remember that probably got firearms too. But particularly mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the BLE, mm-hmm. you were on the firearms range and got to hear all my little crazy speeches. But uh, so the hill for me is like the man, you know, the, the top person on the planet. Like, you know, yep. not on the planet, but, you yeah. know, Jesus died on the hill, man. So has a lot of different meanings for different folks. That's why I wanted you to go first. Yeah, so she was subject to the madness of uh, whatever I would come up with every day. I can't imagine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. (laughs) Well, you... That's what I grew up with. Yeah, but it was... was Same here, though. (laughs) Multiply by 10. Because you're always playing that role. Yep. You know, we'll talk about roles, too. Mm -hmm. All right, so you you graduated in 2014. Mm -hmm. And... when did you uh, decide to be uh, uh, interested in law enforcement? Um, so I was kind of back and forth on it, but it was never like a – because nobody in my family was law enforcement, nothing like that. Right. Um, in 2017, I applied, and I got hired on. And there you go. So between 20 – I mean, so we had like a, one of Eric's friends on here, and he was like he was like just floating through space for like 20 years before he <laughs> <laughs> went to school or something. Nah, it wasn't that long. But – uh. So, I mean, you know, it's not unusual for, for people to graduate. And so what happens is, like, you graduate and you think you hit the pinnacle. And then you realize, <laughs> shit, I, and I'm back at the beginning. It's, yep. it's like going from middle school. It's like from going to uh, being a fifth grader in yep. elementary school. You're the top dog. <laughs> then you hit middle school. You're like, damn. You start over. On the peon yeah. again. Then from middle school to high school, you're the peon again. So when, was there a time period between 14 and 17 that you were like, you know, you said you thought about the idea. Mm-hmm. But I me, mean, was there anything else? Or did you do any other jobs in between? Yeah, um, I worked for my dad for a little while. Um, he has a contracting company. I worked for him for a little bit, and then it really wasn't my thing. <laughs> so, so I mean, he does a general contract to build houses, or, or? no? Um, like uh, he works with like VDOT and Dominion for like cybersecurity kind of stuff, and oh. then DMS boards and oh damn, traffic signals stuff like that. Oh, cool. Well, nice. That's pretty cool then. Yeah. So, I mean, was it? That's your family business, right? Or yeah, your dad's business? My dad's, yeah. So, I mean, was he was he looking for, like, an heir to take over the business? Like, hey, I need somebody to... Um, not so much. It just, it was one of those things that, you know, he was like, hey, if you want... Yeah, hell yeah. If you want to try it out, by all means. And, you yeah, know, we did for a little bit. And I was like, you know, it's, it's not me. I can't sit in behind a desk. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, can't, no, I, I can't do it. <laughs> no, I was just curious, no. yeah. Okay. And then, like, you, did your family own a farm? I know you own a mm-hmm. farm now. But your 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 dad has a farm. Mm-hmm. What do y'all what did what do y'all do with what did he do or does now with the farm? So it's he's always done like his, his kind of main hobby is doing hay. That's kind of his getaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always. I mean, even as far as I can remember, I was probably four or five years old. Right. Remembering doing that with him, and so we had horses, and then my papa had cows, so we just all kind of worked yeah. together with that. And then yeah, you know, I got older and. He has another farm about 15 minutes from me. He still owns the farm we grew up on, and then I have a farm that's kind of like in between the two. Damn. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's pretty cool, man, because, like, um, 
you know, we have a small little lot here. I mean, we own 10 acres of land here. Yeah. Yeah. So the house that we're at now, uh, my wife and I built 15 years ago, but my son lives next door. Mm-hmm. And then behind us, about eight acres of land. That's and then, we're, you know, we're going to end up um, dividing that and possibly, you know, through the, to the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But but the point is, I mean, that's kind of what happened in your case. Yeah. Seller, sort of. Yeah, because that's the thing, like I said, you know, they're not, unfortunately, I don't know if that's a, probably a good or a bad thing, that they're not connected. <laughs> but, that's good sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. A little distance sometimes Some is okay. Spread out. But, you know, it's like I said, it's only 10, 15 minutes down the road, so. Cool. You know, if we need anything or we're moving tractors back and forth, it's not bad. <laughs> so what do you guys have on your farm or on um, your land? So we have a business under our farm. Uh, my husband and I, uh, we we do pastured poultry, so chicken, mm-hmm. um, anything. And we also have the egg land side, and then we have the meat yeah. side. So you do keep, both. Mm-hmm. So the egg land, I mean, okay, so egg land side, like, uh, we got like two, three chickens, all right? Mm-hmm. So how many chickens do you have? Forty. Forty chickens. <laughs> so are they free range or are they, are they uh, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, yep, they kind of just do what they want. Right, and then they just come into the, the um, hen house at night or whatever, mm-hmm. lay some yep. eggs. I was, I mean, I, I, so the reason yeah. I'm asking this, well, I'm saying y'all used to have more than three though. Y'all yeah, have we like, used to have like eight at one time, yeah, and then a <laughs> yeah. fox got a couple of them, and then they got yep. sick. And anyway, um, but you know, out here was all farmland, mm-hmm. the hill, and actually, yeah. um, there's a guy that. One reason we started the show was to get this guy on here because he got so many funny stories. But um, his grandparents owned a um, Happy Hill egg farm. Okay. And but they had they had four row houses, and I think there was like so. What, picture like the, the big chicken house that run yeah. stretch. Yep. I mean, they, I think you know probably twenty five yards or more long. So I believe it. I can't remember how many chickens you. I mean, I don't I think I estimate, imagine. but there's several thousand chickens. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, and, and then we were going to, like, you know, the Happy Hill Egg Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, then as things, you know, started developing around here, I think the county kind of, as zoning changed, mm-hmm. kind of zoned him out of business. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. So you uh, had a picture of you, of, uh, what, what car was it? It was a, um, that old car you guys were, on, like, on the hood on for the, that. I had a Ford Falcon. Yeah. The Falcon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were out <laughs> in the yard, and everything over there was all... It was just straight farmland. That's and now awful. it's subdivisions yep. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, so in the backside of the, the acreage behind us is probably 400 homes. You know. I was going to say, I, I work this area. So. Oh, do you really? Yeah. So, okay, damn, when I try to give you direction, you knew where I live anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you do. Keep an eye out for us. Just don't come down the driveway at night. It's booby trap. <laughs> just let me know before you come. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, or next door to that guy. Now, that guy's definitely booby trapped. <laughs> He's a Vietnam vet, uh, original Marine recon. So, hey man, you gotta be prepared. Top dog. Oh, he's prepared. <laughs> yeah. So when I sued the city, and then I had a bunch of people like after me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I put the word out that my driveway's booby trapped. So, <laughs> so that's okay. not that you know, if you actually want to come get somebody, why would you drive down their driveway? You might want to come more covert. Yeah. Well, now they know there's eight acres of woods back there they can sneak up on. So They can come on through there if they want. That's definitely booby trap. <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably booby trap, too. <laughs> yeah. Got some punji steaks back there. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's so, difficult. Yes. so once you guys, or once you started in Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. was there a decision to come to Chesterfield? Or was it mm-hmm. kind of just you took what you could, no, so what I, you could get? I loved it down there. Um, you know, I was born and raised down there. It was kind of cool to, you know, work in the community you grew up in. Damn right, yeah. And, you know, so 
for a while, I wanted to kind of stay there. Mm-hmm. And I got to do a lot of fun stuff down there. You know, I got to be part of our SWAT team down there, and that was pretty That's cool. That's pretty sweet. Damn. Um, and then at some point, you know, I was like, you know, I was looking at the long-term career-wise. That's right. And, you know, it's no fault of their own, but the department's so small, it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of move. Yeah. So I felt like it was a smarter career decision to move to a bigger department. And so then I came to Chesterfield. Yeah, so, I mean... Um, I mean, size-wise, you know how much bigger Chesterfield is? How many officers... I mean, I mean, this is not a quiz, but... <laughs> so, comparatively, on average, Dinwiddie stays around 50-ish yeah. total. Chesterfield has 500. Yeah, I thought it was about 500. I wasn't certain. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. So, when, when <laughs> so I was... 50 total. Yeah. In Dinwiddie. And how big yeah. Dinwiddie. So, I, mm-hmm. I, I'd reckon... I mean, Chesterfield's not small. No, but five hundred versus fifty it, for for the land mass yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not that much bigger. No, no, mm-hmm. I, I think is Dinwiddie maybe bigger. I'm not so sure. So square footage wise, and uh, Dinwiddie's slightly bigger. Damn. Yeah. See, but the population is completely different. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. More, more cows and horses in Dinwiddie than Chesterfield. That, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's well, a fact. Yeah. Do you know it was so funny because a lot of guys were like with um. You know, because I spent my whole career in Petersburg. Mm-hmm. And at the most, I think we had, we were um, approved for 100. Maybe it was 120 at one time. It might have been 110. Now it's down to 100. Yeah. It, but it's a lot smaller. But the call volume. Oh, absolutely. Probably matched or absolutely. exceeded Chesterfield just, just because of the area. Mm-hmm. But the other part of, like, you know, um, I know a lot of guys that over the years went from, say, Petersburg, which was a good training ground, to, to uh, Prince George or mm-hmm. even some, some of the guys went to Dinwiddie. But. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about being out in the county is most people have guns and most people yep. are aware of what's going on around them. So when you can pull up on somebody's driveway, it's like, Absolutely. It's like hello. Well, yeah, you're going to be. It was one of those things that, you know, down there, especially on the south side of the county, nobody's really going to call 911 unless something's already gone extremely bad. <laughs> right, yeah. <that's... laughs> so, so basically most people take care of their own stuff. Oh, absolutely. Now, when you get to the north end, it's more populated. It's more like about like this area. Yeah. So. You know, then you have a lot more feuds where they're going to call more often, right? Because it's not as kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I can picture that. And <laughs> you know, the other thing that um, different. I remember one of the guys uh, had switched over from the city to the to the county, and and this is this is kind of messed up. But he said, like, uh, you know, and I don't, I'm I'm not talking about like overdoses and stuff, but this is some years ago. But he's like, every suicide call that they got might be a possible suicide was legit call. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, yep. like in a city, somebody might, you know, and it was a larger mental ill, you know, a mentally ill population. Mm-hmm. So they would call for assistance if they didn't ran yep. out of medicine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he said out in Prince George, if they got a call like that, it was legit. It was yep. like people yeah. just, yeah, when, when they say it was a suicide, it was no, no threat of it. It was like. Yep. Wow. That was a, probably a, one of the biggest culture shocks when I came to Chesterfield, like domestic calls in particular. Right. Like. Dinwiddie, we were, you were almost guaranteed if you got a domestic call, you're gonna take somebody to jail because they're actively probably still beating the crap out of each other. Wow. But up here, a lot of times it's verbal, and I was like, well, they're just arguing. Right. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about that. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, so yeah, that is. That's, I never, you know, thought about what you're saying, but you know, in the country, and you say it like that because it is a country, mm-hmm. rural community. It's like people. Don't really call the cops or, or a sheriff's office in yeah. this case because they, they, they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want the neighbors to know. And mm-hmm. it's a last resort. Oh, absolutely. Whereas you get the more urbanized areas, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times um, where, um, you know, people are dependent upon the, the government for more things. Mm-hmm. 
that they call the police. Like, like you know, you'd have a kid. I remember one of my first calls. Uh, my son won't go to school unless, unless he yep. gets to wear his new shoes. I'm like, okay, well, here's a simple solution. Yeah. Just throw the shoes away and, and send him to school any freaking way, yep. you know. But in a country, that's not going to happen. Cause no. You're just going to get a, a butt whip and then you're going to go to school. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about, like, drugs out there in Dinwiddie first? I mean, was 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 that a big thing? So it is. Um, unfortunately, resources are kind of limited for the law enforcement side down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So we could go after it. It just it was hard to, yeah, well, to look at. Now, granted, we knew it was there because, I mean, between the amount of overdoses and right. whatnot – and then, you know, we had a couple times where, you know, we, we'd try to catch people on the interstate traffic and back and yeah. forth. So that, it's definitely out there and a good amount of it. We just. So I was talking to, um, uh, damn, I'm trying to think who I was talking to recently. But anyway, um, law enforcement related. But, you know, it's gone from when I came on, it was the end. So, I, I mean, I'm a lot older than you two guys. But in the mid-90s, I started in 95, crack was still, you know, king, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Heroin and those things were like not even heard of in Petersburg yeah. in particular. So now, you know, trans as time goes on, and really what I was asking about was like, so you out there in Dinwiddie, all this open space, mm-hmm. you could have like a meth lab, you could have yep. other, other those kind of things going on, a big area to grow marijuana. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the city, you know, you don't have that opportunity because people are going <laughs> to smell it. But oh yeah, I mean, did y'all did you? I mean, and I get it. There's no way you can combat it, and it's just too dangerous to do over one person or two people. But oh yeah, I just didn't know if y'all had run across any meth labs. Or I guess. Or how is that a big drug out there? Uh, it's more heroin. Man. Um, how does heroin make a rebirth, man? It's so from what I gather from it, it's more of a, and that's just because of sure. the stuff that I've done since I came to Chesterfield. Because um, I became a DRE once I got here. You became a what? A DRE is a drug recognition expert. Oh, so, dang. Um, that's pretty sweet. So when you have like I got some weed, I, I got some weed. I want you to look at. Some, <laughs> let me know if it's quality or not. Because <laughs> so, yeah, you can grow your own weed, man. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's just take it a little closer. Yep. <laughs> all right. So all right, all right I'm, I'm not making fun. Of you. So no, you're good. All right. So yeah, I was just talking about Dinwiddie, but I mean, yeah. certainly with Chesterfield, mm-hmm. y'all seen a lot more heroin. Oh yeah. Man, that's unbelievable. Oh yeah. That is wild. Because I thought it would be. Um. Bigger on the weed side and I so guess our DUIDs cocaine too. We're getting a lot more for cannabis use. It's kind of taking the place of alcohol. Yeah, um, I, I mean, how you? Yeah. So yeah, I want, that's what I want to hear. I'm tired of smelling the skunk weed every time I ride down the road. <laughs> so that's the funny part is a lot of times when you know someone gets pulled over and you know they have marijuana in the car or whatever, they just smoked a joint and they're just like, well, it's legal. Okay, well, you still can't drive after once you're high. That's, that, that's, that is still illegal. All right, so, so how, how do y'all go about it then? That's, that's interesting. I'm glad to hear this. So you still go through field sobriety. Yeah. And um, if they see anything, any impairment, anything like that, because typically, you know, with weed, you're not going to have like HGN, stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah. So, But you're still they, impaired. Yeah. You'll have a lot of the other stuff. Oh, so at that point, they'll call me or who, any of our other DREs that are on, and they'll say, hey, I need an eval done. So they'll go ahead and place them under arrest, bring them to the jail, and then I go in and I do an, a full evaluation. It only takes about 45 minutes to an hour. So, what, I mean, can, what is the evaluation? I mean, I'm sure you can talk about it because yeah, you have yeah. to talk about it in court. So what, yeah. what, does that, what does that involve, the evaluation? So what? So you said a D- I can't I can't hardly hear half the time. Deer officer? <laughs> D-R-E. <laughs> D-R-E. Yep. Drug recognition expert. Expert. Yep. I'm slow, man. <laughs> Sometimes you have to say a couple of times. Too. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's not that old yet. <laughs> 55, dog. 
and how, the gray how old coming in. My dad, uh, let's see, I'm 28, so he's 58. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So, yeah, we, we're like a little brotherhood, me and your dad. Hey. <laughs> the old school rap, man, the old school crew. Go help him with the hay. Now, that's some hard-ass work. <laughs> yeah, I got sideline, but there's a lady that I used to work with when I worked at uh, Fort Lee. As a, this is years ago. And uh, her family owned a farm, and she sold, she sold like, baskets and stuff. We good? And, uh, but she'd always like, I got to roll out. And she's like, yeah. I mean, and she probably was from Dinwiddie. I wish I could think of her name. Damn. But she's like, yeah, it's like that straw hay season. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you got the balers, right? Mm-hmm. But you still got to pick that stuff up and throw it on the... So we switched mostly to round bales. So at that point, you just use a spike on a tractor. I right, good. Because <laughs> I always say like people picking up these hail, these men and women picking mm-hmm. up these bales of straw and like just throwing it on the back of a, a wagon or some shit or a truck. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a man and a woman right yeah. there. <laughs> God, that shit's heavy, bro. That's work, Jack. It's no joke. So I have no. Yeah, that's, I can't. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Why? Well, yeah, I, have, I don't know anything about it. But <laughs> I will say, when I was driving to Prince George every day, mm-hmm. I noticed a couple people had full yards that. Look, they was just overgrowing with whatever. And for a while, I was like, what? Why don't they? I know. I knew they were, there's been crop there before, but this year yeah. it was all this like grass. And then one day I realized it was all cut down and laying around. And then like the next day it was all bailed yep. up. I was like, damn, they did that quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's quick. It's just, it's, it gets the, a little hot. <laughs> oh, I can imagine that. Man. Is the longest process letting it grow out? And So that, and then making sure you have like a set. Th- about three days between the time you cut it and the time you bail it, that it doesn't rain or mm. it can't get wet because then it just molds. Oh, I didn't think about that either. Yep. And then you lose You lose all, all of it. <laughs> so it has, yeah, so it cannot rain. Not between those three yeah. days. <laughs> that's so, crazy. Yeah, that's awesome, man, because when you came to the academy, I mean, it's obviously you're, you're physically fit. So you're not, I mean, and that's probably from hard work and, and of course, you know, having pride in your physical fitness, but, you know, that's one thing about our academy was it wasn't mandatory. And you had people gaining weight yeah. during the freaking academy. I was like, what is this? It was a joke, man. Yeah. So Chesterfield, y'all had PT and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. At some level. So in the lateral academy, because I lateraled in, um, I was already an officer. Right, right. So I was able to come in. They have a was abbreviated academy, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to make sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had standards like so, you know, each day ours weren't as bad as their brand new recruits yeah, sure, by yeah. any means. We didn't get yelled at like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we still had a fitness standard, so we would go you go to the gym good throughout throughout the day or whatever. Good. Right, that so, is good. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you know, and I'm sure you remember some of this is you have people in the academies and it and, and it's still going on now. Not not say, you know, so Henrico, Chesterfield, Richmond, um, Hanover had their own academies. Yep. But these regional academies, you know, and I'm not saying all of them, mm-hmm. you got people in there that, that they're not getting winded by anything. Yeah. So the time that they're really going to be winded is when somebody's on top of them, yep. you know, fighting. And now you're like, oh, shit, I, I can't control my breathing. Now what? Yep. And then you panic and make bad decisions mm-hmm. or and be that, killed. Oh, absolutely. So that's, that's, a, all right, so that's a real situation. Mm-hmm. That's real not life. Just practice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's real. I mean, um, and we, I mean, we're kind of jumping around, but we will go back to the DRE. But uh so you you probably been in some tussles and things, yeah. So and you get winded. I mean, you're winded almost instantly, mm-hmm. and it up seems like that. Of course, if you're in better shape, it's better. Yeah. And if you're mentally mentally prepared yourself for the idea that this could happen, you're not shocked. Yeah. As shit by it when it happens, um, you have a better chance of survival. But you have a lot of pretenders out there that just they just want to wear the badge and the gun, 
and they don't know that hey, somebody doesn't, that doesn't really matter to some yeah. people. It's almost like they don't think it can happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you remember, like, the, you remember the Cooper color code, right? <laughs> Which? White, yellow, orange, yeah. red. Yeah, well, I didn't write that, but that was Jeff Cooper. Yeah. What, what is that? So white is your, yeah, this is, you know, you the world's a good place. Nothing's ever going to yeah. happen. When something happens to you, you're, you're surprised. Like, well, I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Code mm-hmm. yellow is like you're aware that the world is a dangerous place and that something can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, orange is you see something happening and you're you're aware of it and you start to make a calculated decision, educated, um, you know, plan of action. Right. And then code red is the actual yep. incident, hands on. <clears throat> that was from Journal uh, Colonel Jeff Cooper. So, so I mean, you how many classes have you done? Or I guess taught. I don't know. Quite a few, but I mean, I was a coordinator a few times, but I've been teaching there for, you know, yeah. 20 years or more, even as a cop. Cause you know, mm-hmm. if in a regional academy, all officers come back and teach. Yep. Yeah. 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 But I mean, well, you, I, you be, go, go ahead. ahead. I'll say I, I was both you teaching people. Have you seen anybody come in with the white mindset? Oh, hell and, yeah. And leave with, they don't, two? not in my class. They ain't gonna leave with the white <laughs> mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But you seem to come in and I've seen them come in, go through. Well, let me say it like this. All, I can only think of one person or two people now that, there's no way you can go through six months of, of, and I'm not saying me, I'm just a knucklehead, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I don't sugarcoat this stuff so that when I left, a lot of people didn't mind so much because, you know, people either love me or hate me. But that role play was purposeful to push mm-hmm. people to the limit, you know, and that, I wasn't even allowed to do that, but uh, yeah. push people as far as I could push them within that, that, uh, what they would allow boundary boundary of what they would allow so um and people are like you know why does this do such an ass so it's not for me yeah i don't get my jollies <laughs> off you know yelling at people and going crazy i mean sometimes it's funny and fun because it's just my oh, nature yeah. but the other part of it is is um i'm trying to save your freaking life yeah so it's, uh, you know whoever would call me is like you know, why do you why somebody said you said this you compared covid to uh nazi germany i'm like okay with a locking people down like nazi germany people are snitching on each other like nazi germany so what the hell you want to call it? That's how this whole thing started in Germany. But yeah. Anyway, social control. But mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm trying to save these freaking people's lives, man. What yeah. else do you want? Yeah. Now, have you, have you worked with people who have that mindset? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like if you go in, you're autom- automatically setting yourself up for failure at that point. Because yeah. it's going to happen. And if what something that he says offends you, then you probably in the wrong line of work because you're going to get worse <laughs> on a daily just about. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, so you can't go like, you know, you're a stupid MF to a student, a recruit, but you can right. say, you know, like, you know, I would role play even with myself. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I was walking down the street and, and the man was like, what the fuck, motherfucker? Now talk like that's what people are saying to me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And they were, they were like offended. I'm like, I didn't call anybody that. Mm-hmm. I'm role playing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you how people really speak to yeah. officers on the street. So, but to answer your question, yeah, there were two recruits that I can think of and, they, and they, they made it through the academy, but they pretty much, you know, either wind their way through, faked injury. But at the end of the day, they're out here now, still out here. Some of them jump into agency, some one still with one agency, but they still live in a fantasy world, and they're going to get somebody else killed. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's dangerous for everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the big That's one. the bad part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're, I don't know if, if it's scared or just oblivious. It could be a combination of both Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he wrote, um, uh, oh, man, I'll think of it a little bit later. But he said, like, denial kills you twice. The moment that you uh, it happens and you realize that it happened to me, and then later, if you survive it, 
you get to relive it in your brain and, and you deny the fact that you weren't prepared for yeah for what you're doing so and the other part of it is is um if you make a mistake and you're gonna you're gonna mess up you're gonna make mistakes and, and you've been doing this now was what how many years so seven seven years so mm-hmm. i mean you you should you should and i know you anyway i mean i know we don't know each other personally but we know each other professionally yeah. let's say and I know damn well that you're 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 your own harshest critic. So if you did something wrong, you're going to think how you could do it better, not point the finger at somebody else. Well, they did this, and this is why it happened. Absolutely. You've never said anything like that. Where if you got people every single day, that's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this, well, this wasn't fair. It wasn't this. I'm like, dude, when somebody's beating your ass, it ain't <laughs> it's not fair. fair. <laughs> ain't nothing fair about it. They don't care about nothing but hurting you. And yep. They hate you before before wearing the badge. Yep. Yeah. And then race and then uh, sex becomes an issue. It's like people don't care about that. Yeah. You know? Because all they see is the badge, and if you're if you're uh, a black cop in Petersburg, they hate you even yep. more. Oh, it's like you sold out. Absolutely. Yeah. They they automatically hate the white cops. They're like you know they they I'm not saying everybody, of course, but the criminal element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then if you're a African American or black officer, like what are you doing? Why are you working for the man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's. And then when a female, in your case, I mean, how how does that play out for you? And you know. So it goes one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> if per se, you know. We have a guy that's rather hot-headed. It's going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to take it as a joke that I'm there because I'm not going to talk to a woman. Right, 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 right. Which, that's fine. If you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. But we're still going to handle whatever we have to handle. That's right. It is what it is. Yeah. If you need, if you don't need my help, then I can leave. Or, you know, if right. there's something else that we need to address, we can do that. Or they're more apt to talk to me because right. I am a female. Right. So that's, so that's a great point. Yeah. It's a 50-50. So, you know... Anybody's like, oh, I mean, first of all, um, I so you show up and, and a guy's like, I, I've seen this happen with females to male. I've seen if it's happened to me where, as a white officer, uh, a black person or a citizen didn't want to talk to me, they didn't want to talk to either, mm-hmm. and, and it could be a female or it could be another, mm-hmm. you know, African American, black, or whatever, mm-hmm. because I, I'm not talking to a white guy about this, a white officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then, then you flip it is, and that's, I mean, but it, it probably doesn't happen to me as much as it happened. Is it something that happens all the time for you, or is it? Like, um, a, like yes, we're, we're here for the call, right? Right. And when you're standing here, you're, you're the primary, and I'm automatically talking to him, who's the secondary. Yep. And it's not even it's not even said. It's just that subtle. You're talking. How can I help you today? I'm like, hey, bro. Uh, let me tell you what happened. Mm. So typically, and I guess it's kind of over time how you deal with those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people I've noticed, you know, some people will just kind of back off and say whatever if that, or they're more comfortable talking to them. If I'm there. I'm going to talk to you. So at that point, I'm like, I'm here. Talk to me. (laughs) You know, it's not being disrespectful about it. I'm like, look, I'm the one handling this. So I'm the one you got to talk to. Like, and good for you for doing that. Right. Cause that point you're equal to. Uh, Absolutely. I was like, look, or you're, you're not, it's not equal. She's the one in charge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that for you by saying it, but if you're an officer and you're there, Mm -hmm. you're in control of the scene. Well, no, I mean, well, I meant if there's another officer there, yeah, you guys are both equals or you could be, more experienced than oh, right. whoever's there. So usually, you know, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I wasn't you, saying. Oh, no, no, I know you weren't saying that. <laughs> no, 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 no. no I mean, we've got to be so sensitive now. Oh, no, you're I good. know you <laughs> weren't saying that, but I was saying was to the citizen, mm-hmm. you know, because men think, some women, some men think they're over women and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to handle this call. I'm the primary officer. That's stay, what I was trying to say. Yeah, stay mm-hmm. on your side of the table, man. Damn. <laughs> I'm I'm we, were, we were always real friendly when we started doing this. Now we're like number 10. We're like at each other's throats. <laughs> Plus we're, you know, father, son. But all right. So I'm just trying to think. So I wasn't, I had something pop into my head though. Oh, go ahead. Um, shit. Hold on. Let me think. Okay. When we're talking about 
when you're dealing with um dang it never mind you keep going well <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say no that's all right i mean i, I do interrupt people a lot because <laughs> like yeah no, he gets that from teaching his classes yep. <laughs> well as a kid i was always interrupted man yeah, that's you, okay i was gonna say you were a single child for most of your that's what i mean oh by your parents yeah that's okay having a, a bad memory man <laughs> Nah, I'm just bullshit. All right, but that is true. So I grew up in a house where my dad was a firefighter, and every other word came out of his mouth was F. You know? <laughs> like everybody yeah. that met him was like, is your, God, I call him dad. I said, is your dad okay? There's something wrong with him. I'm like, no, this is how he talks. Mm-hmm. I'd walk in the house. You live in a goddamn barn, slamming a goddamn door, you know. Yep. That's how I grew up. Same here. Yeah. When I was thinking when you're, um, when you're out there and some people don't have that physical mindset like they don't mm-hmm. want to get involved mm-hmm. yes and i feel like there's a the mental barrier there where it's like you said, if you get too tired and your body shuts down your mind shuts mm-hmm. down but i think if you like you grew up working for a living mm-hmm. and probably playing staying pretty active so mm-hmm. like that part of your brain's already yeah like in you yeah because <laughs> you were doing the physical work lifting heavy shit and pushing the heat out in the weather it's like that's already like built in so i feel like then it's just dealing with oh absolutely and people. i think a lot of that does go into how people were raised and it's, it's no fault of their own Mm-mm. you know if you were raised you know more sheltered per se like you didn't have outside influence to you know make you want to do those things or you weren't involved in per se even sports or anything really yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with that but you don't develop that drive to want to keep pushing through yeah. things now you can on your own um but it's just it doesn't it's not like drilled into you from day one yeah <laughs> it's not just part of you yeah right i mean and that it that that sounds like common sense to the three of us but for some people the idea of like physical activity they're totally repulsed by it mm-hmm. yeah i mean you you'll drive through any neighborhood today and there's no kids outside playing yeah now, i mean today is hot but let's just say any day <laughs> yeah and i drive to these neighborhoods and ride my bike or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like uh it's somebody outside playing nope that's all we did because I mean video games now. Mm-hmm. Hmm? It's all video games now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. So when they get outside in the heat, or it's cold, or it's raining and it's muddy, or they're like, you know, like, what is this? Like we have a mud puddle on the range. Everybody try to walk around. Mm-hmm. I'm like no, walk through the freaking mud puddle. Yeah. <laughs> your ass is gonna get dirty. Yeah, you know. So and because, what do you think is gonna happen on duty? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are gonna get your ass busted? You know, chase somebody and fall, or you get <laughs> covered in mud. You ain't just gonna stop. Oh well, I'm dirty now. Yeah. So just, the, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking. Like you've you've mentioned before, I guess doing uh, DT, like you can tell if someone's never oh yeah touched somebody yep. or like try yep. to wrestle somebody before. Yep. And yeah. you're like, what the hell are they doing? Well, I mean, <laughs> you might remember this, and as like when I was in elementary school, people would do forward rolls, you played, you know, yep. all this kind of shit. So it's like, all right, mm-hmm. so when we had to teach a certain technique, we had to teach people how to do a forward roll because nobody's ever did a forward roll in their life. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what are they yep. teaching? And you know. <laughs> Because you've got to have some some experience, or yeah. they just have never even touched another human being, yeah. you know, outside somebody that they're familiar with, you know, family or friends. But so that whole thing is a whole other, you know, set yeah. of set of problems to overcome. All yeah. right, so back to the DRE. Yeah. All right, so oh yeah, <laughs> we straight far away from that. That's okay. I like it like that. That way, not just I like, hey, too. let's go buy the script, you know. Yeah. And we had Greenberg. Did you see Greenberg? Mm-hmm, I did. So you, yeah. Now I'm, I'm gonna go off on what yeah, here we go. <laughs> No, no, no. So you, you, you said you, you, when you went to the Academy BLE, what class was it? Damn. I don't remember. Damn. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't remember. Okay. Well, I'll just ask because when I, 
I said you were coming on. He said, that's my classmate. He's like mm-hmm. 94 represent or whatever it was. It, you weren't the 94. 93. 93, yeah. There you go. <laughs> did, you have a, uh, memory. did you have a class motto in there that y'all would say? Oh, boy. Oh, God, put it on oh, the spot yeah. again. If, oh, yeah, because we made a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Uh, workhorse show. Oh, horse. Sh- that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dobbs. <laughs> yeah, but he also got that from uh, uh, Rod Davis. And, yeah, he did. Workhorse show <laughs> horse. <laughs> yeah. Workhorse. Workhorse show horse, that is. Yeah, there was another piece to it, but I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> All right, now Rod's gonna kill me. That him and, him and Master Kim will kill you. <laughs> so it wasn't one of your sayings, though. Hell no, no, it was. It would never been that. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got hard chargers. Yeah, that's what this shirt is, man. Hard chargers. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. It says if you're comfortable, you're wrong. That's a fact. Now Chesterfield's going. Your, your chief's going to try to steal that, man. <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> Okay. I got a copyright to it, man. <laughs> there you all right, on. so DRE. All right, mm-hmm. Oh, no, what I was going to say was, so, <laughs> all right, so Greenberg, you know, psychologist. I mean, I mean, you know, if you saw the episode, he's certainly a smart guy, knows the oh, stuff. Absolutely. He's helped, you know, thousands of people. Oh, yeah. Probably heard a few. No, I'm going to be mad. I'm kidding, dude. Uh, he, he's a cop. I mean, he might have to arrest some people as well. Oh, yeah. All right, so you guys, did you ever work with him on the road and stuff? Mm-mm. I never got to. Okay. Yeah. Because I want to hear the, the, the Greenberg story. Oh, trust me. I, I wish I had one because <laughs> I was looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> so you said, but when, when you first came in, before we came in here, was like uh, we mentioned Greenberg and you said that he had. So when you were hired, you had to go through a what? I, I, had, I had a psychological eval and then. And he's the one that did it? Yep. <laughs> when I originally got hired on the Dinwiddie, he was the one that did it. Dang. He's everywhere, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he talked about. All the states he's been to, and mm-hmm. yeah, now he's still like joking. five years here, five years here. Oh yeah, I mean he's cool. I mean this, when you when he was in your class, we bumped heads a few times. <laughs> like he was gonna say a prayer on the range. I'm like, nah, dude, you can stop right there. Yep. <laughs> wasn't the time. That wasn't the time for that prayer, man. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, nothing could help you. <laughs> What's that? I said at that point, nothing could help you. <laughs> nah, I can't remember what happened, but it was like, bro, he nah. lost it on everybody that day. It was hilarious. Oh god. <laughs> It wasn't hilarious at the time. No. <laughs> Funny now. Yes. Well, I mean, it's all an act, but I mean, sometimes I really get pissed, but not very. Nah, well. you're oh, probably yeah. pissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. At least, you, I, at least I tried 100. percent Oh yeah. I gave my heart and soul to that shit. Oh yeah. Is there was there more to it, or was it just? I can't even remember what caused it. <laughs> just just the episode. Yeah, but it usually was legit. It was. Whatever it was, it was legit. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. So, um, anyway, all right, DRE, drug, what is it? Drug recognition expert. Oh, I'm going to start asking you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't write something down, I can't, I'm terrible. Like, I got to write something down. That's fair. D- what does it mean? I'm huh? DRE. Drug recognition expert. Yeah, yeah, Plus, I don't have my contacts in That makes me dumber. <laughs> can't see right. Can't see right. Yeah. All right, so go ahead. All right, so, all right, so how long was the class certification to be, you know, um, so you go to uh, Virginia State Police Academy Damn. for, uh, there's a two-week course there. You have three tests in there, and each one is a simple pass-fail. Either you're out or you're in. Man, um, the state police don't bullshit. No, because yeah. it's put on through uh, DMV partners with them and everything. Wow. So um, it's, it's... It's serious. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, at that point, at, at any point, I can testify as an expert in court. Damn. For this, for this purpose. Um, so when you go through it, you know, it's, it's a lot, like the binders are like, <laughs> and you have wow. to know all of it. 
So, I mean, what was, did you have an interest in that or just, mm-hmm. just what the county asked you to do or something? No, so it was voluntary. Um, I've always been more, I, I've, I love DUIs and DUIDs. That's kind of right. my, That's good. Yeah. my way to go. Uh, and granted, I have a personal bias against them anyways <laughs> because of personal uh, instance. So at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I don't really care for right. anything in that realm. So I kind of crack down on well, good. that side of things. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and you don't have to go into what it was. I mean, listen, you think if, if you share, it might help somebody else, but you don't think you have to. No, so um, when I was a lot, lot younger, <laughs> um, my a family member was hit by a car when they were crossing the street. The driver was drunk. Man. And in turn, that person ended up uh, with substance abuse issues because of painkillers and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just went on from there. And then countless people over the years that I know yeah. be- between drunk drivers and drivers that were impaired in one way or another. So when I got the opportunity, I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, yes, yeah, that's, that's great. No, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, um, people get into this business for some people just get into it because it they they don't know what it's all about, but mm-hmm. you you have, you were kind of on a mission too, and, and then once you mm-hmm. got involved in it, you knew which especially what you were really what. So it's it's like anything else. If you study mm-hmm. something you're that you like and are interested in, you'll do well. Mm-hmm. If somebody mm-hmm. makes you do something, you're probably yeah. not going to be as you know. It's not your heart's not into it. So that's awesome. That's cool. Well, and it's funny too because it changed actually over the years. Because originally I started because of domestic violence, and then it kind of changed and shifted after a while. And then granted, that's still a priority, but. Right. The other has came, became more of my specialty. Well, good. Um, yeah. But other than the class, there's also a certification week that you have to go to. Wow. That's pretty good. Now you have to research and stuff, or are you, mm-hmm. you set? Nope, you have to research every two years. Yeah. Um, but the certification week is actually at a mental health facility, and they get people who are impaired to come in, and you have to get it on. You have to get it right. Wow. So where did you do your – you... In Roanoke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you know, like when you, if you went through CIT crisis intervention training, I think that's what it stands for, right? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, you'd go around and, and go to like uh, Tucker Central State mm-hmm. or somebody, you know, something like that to, right. to see, you know, people so, who are mentally ill. So in this case, you actually went to like uh, a, a unit, a mental health unit where people are high or detoxing or something like that. So they actually would go around the city that we were in and asked people say, Hey, do you mind? Oh, dang. We were and that's thing. We were in plain clothes and everything. Cause they didn't want the awkwardness of, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> this cop is going to do this. So we, they came in and they would allow us to do wow. evals on them. We had to call it right. Oh, that's pretty good then. Mm-hmm. So what's the, gen- what's the, uh, process of that? If you have somebody and if you can go. Yeah. So that. like you had yeah. a guy for the uh, weed arrest. What would you, yeah. You, that's okay. What so, you know, if, if, Someone stops and they're trying to arrest them for DUID. They go ahead and, you know, if they have enough to arrest them, then they go ahead and do that because all they need is the PC at that point. So they bring them to the jail. I come, I get called and I come to the jail. Um, I'll basically do, it's a 12-step process okay. that I have to go through. I talk. I have to talk to the officer. You know, we try to get a blood draw, all this other stuff. Right. Well, then when it comes to the actual test themselves, most of them look like the field sobriety test. Um, but then you have like a mixture of, uh, are you familiar with A-Ride? More letters. You know, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. So it's uh, advanced roadside impairment detection. So what that does is basically for drugs. Um, oh, that's cool though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really serious about this. Yeah, yeah so um, it, it's more tests you can do on the side of the road okay. for drug impairment. Okay. Um, 
So I'll do those tests and then kind of put it all together. Okay, I cool. also have to take blood pressures, temperatures, wow. pulses, mm. stuff like that. So measure to kind of see how they've That's smart. done throughout. I have to measure pupils and everything. Yeah, because people have been asking that, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you know this. I think, you know, if you were in a class, I've ever said it's like you are, you're going to become the subject matter expert. You are a real <laughs> subject matter expert. But to your friends, you're the subject matter expert right. on guns, DUIs, <laughs> common yeah. laws, all this stuff. You're like, hold up, dude. I don't know all, you know. Because remember that, you know, we were in firearms, people oh, yeah. like, you know, somebody shoots a 76 <laughs> and passes. You're like, okay, well, from now on, you're like a firearm expert to all your family and friends. Yeah. And you're like, this cat can't hardly hold a gun. <laughs> but, you know, people were asking that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know that I'd read about, they had like a, um, for marijuana, there's like a, a kind of like a field alcohol sensor, but it's not very reliable. So mm-hmm. Chester would use a lot more. That's good. Because, I mean, these people, are, they're smoking weed, you know, with impunity driving down the mm-hmm. road. It's basically taken over alcohol now granted you still have plenty of alcohol duis out there yeah you know we get them nonstop, but it's either typically accompanied with marijuana or it's it is marijuana or something else you know i mean we see a lot of meth too so damn so i got two questions Mm -hmm. is it so if you get so it's d D duid driving on the influence of drugs of drugs so if you get arrested for that and you they go through you and Mm -hmm. you determine that they are impaired impaired Mm -hmm. Do you do you get the same punishment as a DUI? Like, do you, I mean, if it goes through all the way, mm-hmm. do you so lose your license and things like that? Yep, it's still treated the same way as a DUI. It's just with because DUI strictly is for alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Um, the good thing about DUIDs, um, a drug itself can be classified as anything that can alter you. Hmm. So that can be your sleeping pills. Yeah, that can be caffeine. I mean, we've we've had it happen. Yeah, so. people just hyped up with these energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, can see that, yeah. You know, sleep deprivation. Now, granted, that's not a drug itself because, Mark. you know, if you're sleep deprived, but... Still impaired driving. Exactly. So now, granted, in that kind of case, you would try to just get the person home because... Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But if you, if you believe that there's something on board, I mean, whether they've taken too many of their pills that are prescribed or, you know, it's a new medication that they're not used, used to, to, you know, that can impair you. People don't realize that. Is part of your job determining what it is, too? If they so don't say it. I have to put it in a category. Um, there's all drugs of any sort are put into a, several different categories. Mm-hmm. And then I have to call the category that okay. I think I can yeah. call multiple, but I have to have majority correct. Man, man, that's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's nice. I'm, I'm, but that's I'm, awesome though. Yeah. I'm proud of you for that. It's awesome. Cause that makes a big difference because these people are just driving impaired i mean dui you can pretty much tell if somebody's oh, yeah. legally drunk is oh absolutely but i mean you, you cannot ride down the road and not smell weed anywhere you go yeah. almost yeah. now is yeah, there so anything I, for a, like a, just a stupid driver uh, <laughs> i mean there's a code section for everything so we can find one reckless driving there's yeah. plenty of those yeah i mean it's, it's like the streets i mean particularly not the interstate's gone crazy man oh yeah so, yeah, I was kidding about the weed, but we did grow some weed as, almost as a joke, but we had plants for like six feet tall, man, mm-hmm. in yeah. the back. Over well, six I'm, feet tall. They were taller. Well, I mean, you know, so my wife don't like me talking about her on here, but, you know, she, my wife had cancer, and yeah. she's cancer-free now, but, you know, some of that was, can, can we, can we uh, ha, you know, we were naive to, to the to the grow yeah. season, let's say it like that. Yeah. We already did it once. Oh, yeah. But you act like it's going to grow like a tomato plant. You forget mm-hmm. that. This is a month. It's like yeah. four or five months process. Oh, yeah. But I mean, we we had the idea maybe that would help with their chemo and stuff, which, right. which would have, was approved. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, that's not how that works. It's a little yeah. bit of a process. Yeah, yeah. But, anyway. but then you got you know 
Yeah, so we have had like we end up like with um like 13, 14 mason jar of buds, but we don't smoke <laughs> weed per se. You know I mean, I, don't, I can't I, I can't smoke weed. You know, um, you might need to do a test on him right now. But uh, I, and I, I'll be honest, I did try to smoke it. I hadn't smoked it since I was a cop, and you know, since I was like literally in high school because I had a panic attack from smoking it. You know, so I tried it. You yep. know, when we finally dried some out, I, I had to crawl into the house. We thought we had to dial nine one one. You know, it's funny because yeah. we actually have that issue a lot. It was terrible, man. People go into basically a psychosis. I went to a cannabis. psychosis, dog. Yep. And they call the police? All the time. Yeah. Wow. I, well, I knew I wasn't going to call the police or 911. I just said, "How much? what time is it? I knew you I had about a three-hour period. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he was, like, like this go. little porter opened in front of me. He's like, because like, she's, like, she's a nurse. She's like, open your eyes, dumbass. I'm like, I can't. There's a portal right here, like a time portal or something. God damn. He was asking her to pour, pour water into his mouth. Hey, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you know, the wild part was, I mean, and I don't mind. I mean, I'm, they can, nobody can do anything to me. I don't work for anybody. Uh, well, I do work, but not for <laughs> yeah. the state. I'm retired. But anyway, the point was, um, it wasn't like I had, like, I remember in high school, the last time I ever smoked it, I, like, had a, I knew it was, like, I was getting myself freaked out. Right. This wasn't even that. It was, like, an instantaneous physiological yep. change. It, yep. I didn't even have to consider it. Mm-hmm. It was, like, I was in this state where I was, my heart rate was through the roof. Mm-hmm. I was sweating profusely. I couldn't really stand. Oh, yeah. I literally had to crawl into the house. <laughs> yep. And I was like, well, there you go. Never, never again. Yep. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to die, but I was, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even the people, when... We get calls for it, and uh, you know they're like, "What can you do for?" It? I'm like, "You just got to take the ride at this point." Yeah. I mean, you can go to the hospital. There's literally yeah. nothing. I mean, nothing you can do. Yeah, you, you got to take the ride at this point. Yeah, so. you can you can ride it through, man. So, but I mean, and I, I make light of it, but I mean, I'm and I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I've been mm-hmm. sober 18 years, and mm-hmm. you know, I know some people were like, "Well, damn, dude, you know, if you tried weed, are you still sober?" But I mean. I'm not addicted to weed. I, can, right. I, I don't have to worry about that. I'm never going to smoke it again because I don't yeah. want to go for that ride. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. But as far as, you know, I mean, they've got, and, and it's different things. You can have edibles that have a different experience mm-hmm. on people and different types. Uh, but the other part of it is, and you know this, is uh, weed's like, what, five to 10 times more potent than it was mm-hmm. when oh, I was at, a kid. At least. Um, we actually were doing studies on that during my DRE school. It's by far, like, it's unbelievable. It's terrifying. By far. Yeah, so that's probably what people. So you might, I mean, so when you say you run these calls, it's not just some kids or some some drug heads. It's probably just regular people. Yeah, and like, and a lot of them are like, "Hey, I tried a gummy, and but I ate the whole thing, or you <laughs> know, or I ate half yeah. of it. Nobody yeah. told me to take just like the leg of the gummy bear, not the whole gummy bear. Right, you know? that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So what I mean is, it's not like we're talking about we're talking about regular people because yeah. it's legal now, you mm-hmm. know. And people are like, "Hey, I, I tried it as a kid. I'm going to try it again," and they don't realize it's you know the ten difference. times, twenty times stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. And it won't for a ride. Of their lives, man. Yeah, <laughs> we saw that too. Yeah, I won't say who it was, but well, a yeah. family member. Yeah, and the other thing about it is, I know we're kind of getting off topic, but mm-hmm. you know, the older you are, you know, if you're past twenty five and probably really thirty would be better, um, particularly for males. Mm-hmm. You know, we probably are not really going to damage you. I mean, you could be, you know, had the tendency to be schizophrenic or have that that you're right there at it. And it could mm-hmm. it could take you over the edge. But what what you're seeing is most dangerous is for younger people. You know, yep. so you were he was teaching in middle school and kids were smoking weed out of these vapes mm-hmm. and God knows what the TAC level was. Yeah. And they're like 13, 14 years old. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's really destroying their brain. I mean Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not like it's some kind of joke. Well plus it's the liquid cartridges. Mm-hmm. You don't know what there's so many chemicals on those it's not even right. I mean it's just you terrifying. Can, you can buy the cartridges mm-hmm. empty. Yeah. And people can put whatever they want in them mm-hmm. and sell them as whatever. Yep. 
That's as long as, yeah, because yep. I was talking to the resource officer there, and he said <clears throat> they were getting the kids were going to the nurse with non marijuana related symptoms because yep. who knows what was in them because mm-hmm. kids would buy them online, and oh, yeah. it was all the same cartridge, but every single one they recovered was different. Okay. Some, whatever was inside it was different. Cause, oh, absolutely. So I mean, um, all right. So well, I'm talking about weed. I mean, we had a friend. I mean, I guess we're I mean, associates or uh, acquaintances rather. Um, her son had bought some weed, and it was you know it was in Chesterfield, and it had you know fentanyl in in the weed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he smoked it, and you know she knew he had weed, but she didn't. Th- and he literally mm-hmm. died, mm-hmm. you know, from the fentanyl. Poison. Yeah, yep. you guys have a lot of that too. Yes and no. Um, we do, but like typically, if we're gonna see it, it's it's with heroin. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, so you don't see a lot of fentanyl in the county. We do, but we don't. Like, it's, yeah. It's not like oh, it's it's everywhere kind of deal. It's yeah. So you know. I mean, how prevalent do you think the the heroin is? I mean, I, I know you don't have you know. It's out of all, when it comes to different drugs that we typically find. Like, I'm it's almost guaranteed it's it's going to be either heroin or meth, just about, but mostly heroin. Man, because heroin for a long time it just pretty much had disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'll hear it is again. I guess is it the price it's, of it or what is it? It's it's more affordable, but then also you know the length of it, the the You're length not, of that yeah. high. Um, I mean, it lasts for a while, yeah. <laughs> so that's why too. Like when it comes to the DRE side of it, that's why we can get convictions for that stuff like that because of how long it actually mm-hmm. impacts the body. That makes sense. Same yeah. thing with marijuana. If you tell me you smoked it at you know two o'clock this morning, well, guess what? It, can impair you for over 24 hours. Yeah, that's true. And and that's the only if you smoked it once. So yeah, <laughs> um, you know. Dang, yeah, some people just keep it going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was yeah, why, no. looking at me. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't looking at you. I was not <laughs> at me, but yeah, I got people in my family. I mean, mm-hmm. they never come down off the high man. Yeah. Yeah, they're eating an edible. Or they're smoking smoking a joint, yep. man. Mm-hmm. Now, and you know, it doesn't mean that at some point, you know, the body. It's used to it, but still, there's there's factors there that can't be yeah. denied. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is there any part of it that you guys trying to figure out where this stuff comes from, or is it, mm-hmm. or you guys, or you mostly just f- focus on the person, you know? So we have different uh, specialty units and whatnot <laughs> with the department that you know they try to find that kind of stuff, like a vice uh, narcotics unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have vice narcotics. We have. You know, uh, geez, we have so many different. Yeah, because <laughs> it's such, such a big county, and you should yeah. be well funded because oh yeah. yeah, the county pays, yeah. I pay a lot of taxes to live here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they um they take care of us. That's good. Yeah, they and they they do, man. You got all the right stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see, let's let's see. Um, so you were actually a patrol officer then, mm-hmm. all right? And then, I mean, do y'all rotate shifts or your permanent shifts, twelve hour shift, ten hour shifts? How is it? Um, we're permanent. Um, I work nights. And it's the 12-hour shifts. Wow. It could be, yeah, it could be anything. 7 to 7, 8 to 8. Uh, 6 to 6. All right, cool. Well, that's, how do you like the night shift? I love it. I, I, I refuse to go to day shift. Yeah, some people, really? I never, I couldn't <laughs> do nights, but some people love it, man. That's pretty cool. Day shift, Cody gets complaints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so you were, you were all right, so we, we covered, you know, so you were in Dinwiddie as a, uh, B, uh, as a BJA, um, as a jailer, mm-hmm. for like a year or so. Yeah, just under. And then I went to... Well, how long? Five years there as a patrol deputy, maybe? And then Woody? And two years in Chesterfield or longer now? Since 21. Oh, wow. Okay. 
And what what is your overall goal? I mean, what is your? And now these are just kind of. Well, like, yeah. I want to get to your like your kids and all that. And, but mm-hmm. let's just uh, get to this. Uh, I mean, what do you see yourself in ten years? I mean, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just I love what I currently do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. You know, we have a impaired driving team. That, oh, good. That I'm looking into. Oh, then you literally drive around for and, and that's look what you for, do. Look for DUIs nonstop. Damn. So. See, in P-Town, we never had enough cool. people to do that. But yeah, that, and that, well, that was another thing about coming here. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know? No, that's cool. I can, I can ride well, around there's plenty of around here. That'd be cool. That's totally. awesome. Yeah, and they probably have a, you know, because somebody's like, oh, I want to be an investigator. I want to be in Bison mm-hmm. Cox. I want to do these things. I want to be forensics. But, I mean, that's your thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now, you said, I mean, you've had personal stories about people who've been affected by people, oh, by DUI drivers mm-hmm. or... Things like that. Um, and prescription meds, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. medications. Oh, is there, I mean, because I, I I won't lie, I have people I know who occasionally drive drunk and mm-hmm. just don't want to pay the price for an Uber or whatever. Yep. But you see it firsthand oh, absolutely. probably daily. Uh, yeah. So what would you say to people who are about to get in the car and buckle You know, in? at the end of the day, everybody always is like, oh, well, I'm good. You're not. Like that, That's the biggest yep. thing that I hear is I, I'm, I, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> you, no matter what you say, how many times you've done it, how many times you haven't gotten caught. <laughs> right, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. You just got fortunate and made it home. It only takes you know. one time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just a life changer if you get a DUI. I mean, it's, well, that it's and, I mean, how are you going to feel if you kill somebody? Exactly. You know, you just, or yourself for that matter. I mean, granted, you won't know any different, but your family and everybody Oh, else, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the it thing. It goes further than just you. Yeah, yeah. If you if, that's where I always, you know, Particularly nowadays, if you drink and drive, you're you're a fool. You're an ass because mm-hmm. Ubers are so easy. Mm-hmm. When I, Especially I was a kid, in an area like this, yeah. I don't understand yeah. <laughs> it. Like out where I live, I, it's if you need to call your buddy, go ahead and call your buddy or whatever. But right. out here, I mean, right? You have Uber, Lyft, I mean taxis. <laughs> the All bus. the time. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's so many forms of transportation you can choose. Yeah. Well, what's the? I don't know if either you know this, but like the. Like the average cost if you got a DUI, not minus losing your license, but like for court cost and driving to school and all that kind of stuff. I know it's up there, but I I honestly have no idea. I mean, it's gonna be. I bet nowadays it's probably easily ten grand when it's all said and done. Especially your lawyers. Got to have a lawyer. Got court. uh, court, uh, Cost of court. You've got. got Any fines? Yeah, ASAP program. Alcohol safety action program. You got to do that for a year Mm -hmm. to have a restriction license. Yeah, you got the airlock, or the depends on the amount of t- uh, alcohol in your system. You might have that that thing you got blowing to oh. start your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, ten thousand dollars. I bet that's that's probably about. We can look it up later, but I bet it's ten grand. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely a lot more could. than an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> that's my yeah. whole point. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look it up. Yeah, look it up. The average cost of a DUI. All right, so mm-hmm. now, so now we're gonna fast forward to, you know, you're married and uh, your husband is um, a firefighter here in Chesterfield. Yep. So was he a firefighter here first, or were you a cop in Chesterfield first? He was a firefighter up here first. Dang. <laughs> so y'all met on the job. So I met, we met. You got to tell us if you don't want to. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so we actually met when I worked in Dimwitty. Um He was a volunteer firefighter down there as well. So there you go. He's I a was, smart man now. I really like your husband. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a wreck on the interstate, and <laughs> he, showed, he up? showed up, and he wouldn't stop talking. He kept getting on my nerves. 
And I told him, I was like, look, this lady hit a deer, go find it. I, I was just <laughs> wanting to go make him go away. And he comes back a few minutes later, he's like, hey, I found the deer. <laughs> yeah, he did. My man was, he was dedicated. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, go find it again. <laughs> and then a couple months later, because at the time I was also a volunteer firefighter, I was going through my fire one stuff. Uh-oh. I didn't see him. After that, well, I, a couple months later, I was in one of my Fire One classes, and he was my instructor. Oh, <laughs> And after that, that was all she wrote. <laughs> He's like, hey, you remember that deer? Yeah, that, I was like, oh, I just told this guy off a couple, about a month ago. <laughs> but he, he was smart, and he played along, man. He did. He did. And how long ago was that? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> 2017 or 18. That's good. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he's a smart guy, man. <laughs> so anyway, so y'all been, so you met. I mean, and then you guys, how long y'all been married? Uh, we got married in 2020. Dang. All right, cool. Newlyweds, really cool. During COVID too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this year, um, both of my kids got married. So that's same cool. year. Yeah, yeah I got that's married cool. in April. Congratulations. Thank you. And then, yeah. It's a fun ride. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you find somebody you really care about. It makes that's a big a difference thing. in your life. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, then my daughter got married enough. a month after. Huh? <laughs> I said it took long enough. We, we've been dating for nine years. And okay. Then finally. Okay. And yes. then Megan got married in May. They were dating for I guess th- three four, or four years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, maybe, yeah. So, I mean, we got lucky as parents. You know, you want the best for your kids. Oh, absolutely. When they, when they meet somebody that's going to treat them with respect and, and they care about each other and truly love each other, I mean, that's what else could you ask for? Oh, absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. I think like it always goes like that because – Tommy was hitting on Megan for a while, and she kept denying him. And then <laughs> eventually, right, yeah. she was like, "Oh, there we go. I guess I'll Persistence give him a chance." Persistence pays, man. Yeah, sometimes it does. <laughs> and yeah. then I asked Frankie out, and she said no, the first time. And then she ended up asking me out because I was sitting there all hurt and like, eh, "Well, I tried." <laughs> hey, yeah, sometimes it goes both ways. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That worked out good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah, I remember when I met my wife in marching band. 84. But anyway, the first time I told her I loved you, she's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, what's up? She's like, I was mad. We were actually at Dutch Gap, man. Oh, God. You remember? Yeah, they, 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 uh, they had an article about Dutch Gap. They built a mm-hmm. fence or something down there. But yeah, the Gap, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. So you, have you been through there? The, yep. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drugs on there. So it's not so much that. It just Yeah, a lot of. Uh, well, we had to kick a, kick a lot of people out. Yeah. <laughs> Certain population migrates there. Yeah. <laughs> But that back in the eighties, it wasn't like that. So uh, <laughs> that was like the sure. makeout spot, man. I think it still is <laughs> at some level. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then, because right, you uh, and y'all have two two mm-hmm. babies, two boys, two girls, two, a boy. Two, I don't know. Girl that. and a boy. Um, I had a son, and he had a daughter coming in. And cool. They, we got together, and they act like brothers and sisters. They're only five months apart, which actually works out. Wow, it was really cool. That's pretty awesome. cool, then. Yeah, that does work out. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, you always like. I mean. People are like, is it blood or, or are you blood family or uh, what the hell am I trying to say? Related by blood. Mm-hmm. That shit is irrelevant, man. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Because I have my buddy on here. He was talking about having half brothers and mm-hmm. half sisters. Yeah. And he never oh, yeah. refers to them as that. No. He just says my no. brother and sister. Well, that's like, you know, I say my kids or my daughter. I don't, you right. know, I don't see her as my stepdaughter. We don't, we use the term bonus if we are going to use it, but <laughs> yeah, we say bonus daughter or bonus mom, yeah. but, you know. I've got you. That's stuff cool like though. that. Yeah. And how old are they? Uh, they're both eight. Damn. So they're going, what is that, third, third grade? grade. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. How do they, they like school and stuff? They're homeschooled, so they there love it. <laughs> so if so, who does the home, can I ask who does the homeschool? Mm-hmm. So between 
us, and then uh, Charlotte's mom mm-hmm. uh, will help out with hers, and then uh, Cohen's babysitter, my son's babysitter, he'll help. She'll help. With him. Right. She'll do most of his. Dang, that's cool. So, how long has your husband been in Chesterfield? Um, he started in I want to say 2018. Okay, cool. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Chesterfield is a great, I mean, both, you know, police and fire, but I think the fire department, I mean, like, people don't leave. Once you get in Chesterfield Fire Department, yeah. they don't, they, like, less than You're 1%. Stuck. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't, nobody wants to leave. Yeah. yeah. So my, my stepdad, who I call dad, mm-hmm. he, he started in Chesterfield as a firefighter okay. for 15 years. He was a sergeant, and then he went out to, um, when Sanson at the International Guard Base was mm-hmm. a, uh, an active base yeah. with the F-16s, he mm-hmm. was the chief out there until they moved it to, um, Langley, but okay. So I grew up around firefighters. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, does he do the 24 on? Yep, 48? he has 24 48s, and then you know, if he gets mandatory, then it's 48 on and then 24 off back to the 24. I got you. Mm-hmm. So that helps with the homeschooling, too. I'm sure, yeah, because our schedule works out really well to where we see each other the majority of the time, and then we also see the kids the majority of the time. Yeah, that's awesome because I only miss them. Being asleep. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, do you want to like talk about your, your name of your farm and stuff? And sure. I mean, y'all sell eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Eggs and chicken and, um, yeah, actually, like chicken to eat. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have any? I know. I'm, I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions I like to ask. And then, um, so no, no, no beef or anything like that. So we'll have, uh, beef coming at the end of the year. Oh, nice. Damn. I, I, I want some of this. Absolutely. I, got, I, can, I can get eggs. I just can't eat It's bones. not like you don't know how to contact me. Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't know much about the farm, no, but I definitely fine. want some like, some real beef. But, Absolutely. Absolutely. And like we got chickens back. I always bury mine. I can't eat them. <laughs> well, I mean, the older they are, the more tough they get anyway. So it's, it's fair. Yeah, it works out. I mean, do, do you raise them separately? Or, I mean, do mm-hmm. you raise some for meat and some for mm-hmm. eggs? So it's, it's totally different breeds. Um, the ones that are bred for, uh, for meat, we have we actually get them from a hatchery. Okay. So we order them, you know, fifty to one hundred at a time. Dang. And then you know they get shipped in the day that they're hatched. So within one to two days, they're at the post office. We go pick them up, and then we raise them from the time they're this big to the time they're full. Time to eat. Pro- yep. <laughs> <laughs> we process them. How old are they when the when used? Typically, right at about nine weeks. Okay. Because they're bred to. So the way that uh, it's a Cornish cross. So what they do is they're actually bred to eat. And if you don't process them, then at that point they either develop health issues or they will just eat until they die. Like they're, <laughs> that's, <laughs> they just people eat like nonstop. <laughs> I got some friends like that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, it takes longer, but that's yeah, what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, not nine weeks, but. Yeah. All right. And then the other ones, of course, of course the, um, so I know a guy, he, he his family owned that chicken farm, mm-hmm. and he he's like, dude, how are you gonna have any eggs? I'm like, what, you know what he means? Like, you don't have a rooster. I was like, that's not a that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this cat grew up in, in like four thousand chickens. What do you think they had? Like one real busy rooster? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> that's what this, that's what the cat said to me, man. After growing up on an so, egg farm, yes. He's like, where's your rooster? You're not gonna have any eggs. I'm just thinking to myself, dog. <laughs> 
Like, and I had a, you know, I'm, I'm slow. I'm like, is that true? But, but we no. already have eggs. I'm like, what the hell's going on? They're not fertilized eggs. Yes. Well, I had that moment the other and day. Granted, you know, a lot of people freak out about the whole fertilized eggs thing. And I was like, we have roosters that help protect our females. Damn right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just how it works. And I think, I mean, yeah, you'll every so often, if you crack an egg, yes, you will see a spot in there. It's okay. It's not, right, yeah. right, right. It's, it's yeah. not a full chicken there. You're fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so what were you saying? You had a moment? <clears throat> oh, we were, I don't know why I'm saying, even saying this. Go ahead. Throwing myself under the bus. But we were eating uh, Japanese the other night, so it was sushi <laughs> and stuff, and hers had uh, fish eggs on it, mm. little red things. And I was like, oh, look at, I was just kind of making fun of like, you're eating all the baby fish. She was like, they're not fertilized, dumbass. Like chickens. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> wow. Yep. So I had the same moment. Why do not realize fish did it too? Yeah. So that's caviar, right? Yep. It can be. But usually on sushi, there's just oh, I never eat some kind shit. of fish. I never eat that shit. So it's not all raw. <laughs> like a California roll is avocado, cucumber. See, nah. I can't eat those. I'm allergic to avocado. Oh, oh you really? shit, never mind. <laughs> but have you ever eaten sushi, like the raw mm-hmm. fish? Mm-hmm. I yeah. can eat some of them. I just I can't eat like the overly fishy ones. <laughs> just... Yeah, I ain't down with that shit. <laughs> That's good. He had raw beef? No. Have you ever? No. Oh. So, so is that you, a bad idea? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> so, right, so when you had the beef, how's that? Come? I know we're. Gonna, I don't want to keep you here all night, but yeah. So, no, you're good. So explain. So you you are these cows in Dinwiddie? Are you you? Uh... No. So we're gonna we're starting a new herd completely from scratch. Um, so that way everything's because the, the whole thing with our farm is you know we can testify to this is how it from. Right. The day they're born to the day they right. go. And that's what people want. Yeah, we yeah. have their our hands on them. Like, there's no same thing with the birds. Other than the, the hatchery itself, right. they're with us. You know, and the same thing. And when it comes to the, uh, the chickens that we process, they're also, the, you know, they're, they're raised like chickens. Not yeah. They're not in a concrete building with right, no right. sunlight. They, they get sunlight every day. They're in what's called a chicken tractor, so it gets moved oh, good. every yeah. day. And so they have fresh grass and bugs, and they're outside and doing what they're supposed to do. Damn. Um, but yeah, so the cows will do the same way. Oh, that's you know, cool. They'll be in their own pasture doing their thing. And man, you guys have a name for the mm-hmm. Othala farm? Farms? Othala Farms. Mm-hmm. You guys have a site or anything? We're on Facebook and uh, Instagram and TikTok. Okay. Yeah, well, when this is over, giving that stuff, we can, we can put it at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll tag it so people can cool. check you catch out. So fresh. I mean, are y'all having? Some pretty good uh, business business and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so um, we've doubled since we started. Um, at, well, at least I would say at least doubled. <laughs> it was our first year. You know, we were just kind of trying it out, yeah, seeing yeah. how we, it's cool we, though, yeah. You know how we would do with it. First year we did like fifty, fifty-two <laughs> total, and then you know, I mean, last year I think we finished out at three hundred ish. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Why, so. why are we so dumb, man? I can't figure this out. <laughs> in the wrong business. <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, and I mean, is it besides you two? Is anybody else there working? Like uh, mm-hmm. our kids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't um, know if y'all were going to try to. Yeah, I didn't know if you child had, labor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're just learning to be strong. That's all. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I didn't know if y'all had like a. You know. No, I think that yep. stuff's that's important. Mm-hmm. To grow, I mean, know oh, how yeah. to oh, yeah. move around and move stuff around. And- yeah, at some point it will get to the point we'll have to hire somebody to help out. Um, I mean, the goal is you know to have our own facility on site because for chickens we don't have to have 
a completely separate facility and all this other stuff for the cows. You have to. So, so if not, we have to send them off to somebody mm. to <laughs> to yeah the to slaughter them for yeah. me, and then you know. Damn. But so our our eventual goal is we'll have our own inspected facility in the state, and we'll be the only one in this area. That can awesome. do it in house. So, do you ever see the day like okay? Ideally, <laughs> I've had my I have my fill in public service. I'm a, now I'm just gonna be a full time farmer. It could be, yeah. But I still love what I do, so I can't. Yeah, if you can get that twenty, <laughs> if you can get that twenty year mark, yeah, and get that retirement check, man. Yeah, and you know, because twenty I'm years okay you're locked in. That's oh it. yeah, and you can leave at twenty years, and it's only less than if it says one point seven five multiplier. Mm-hmm. So basically, like two percent. So if you yeah. left it. So people really don't understand this, I, I don't, but your VRS retirement, you get this supplement, which mm-hmm. is guaranteed at 20 years, regardless of yep. whether you were 20 years or 30, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But usually people are worth the 25 so they can get basically half of their best three yeah. years of service. Yep. But if you, like for me, I left at 21, so you can basically subtract, you know, 8% yeah. a month from what I would have made if I had stayed 25. Mm-hmm. You, you follow me? Oh, absolutely. So now I'm, I'm like pulling in 42% of my best three years instead of mm-hmm. 50%. Oh, Do, yeah. Are most states like this? I mean, I for know. law enforcement or not really? That, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Yeah. But, I mean, if you can get that, you're guaranteed that until, you know, Social Security kicks in. Oh, absolutely. So it's worth it if you can make oh, it yeah. through it. I plan on staying. Like I said, I love it. Like I'm, I don't see myself going anywhere. But between, you know, his career, my career, and then we have the third with that being, the th- you know, our yeah. business. So I have no, you know. That's awesome, man. Making it work right now. Oh, yeah. But that's why everybody's like, hey, what are you going to do when your day's off work? <laughs> like, I don't. Like, that's not how that. <laughs> well, you're kind of used to that. But, I oh, mean, yeah. people, I mean, some people don't have a work ethic. And that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I said, what, what, well, what, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I always ask guests. So, you have, I mean, you have your husband, you have your mm-hmm. kids, you have your farm, mm-hmm. your job. And that's all motivation. Oh, absolutely. To get up in the morning. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can play off. Going into law enforcement as a female or whatever you want to do, but what, what's your daily motivation? Maybe as if, if it's physical, if it's working out, or if it's getting up in the morning. Daily motivation for my job. Um, for- yeah, in, or in general, just I mean, um, like you said, you have your job, mm-hmm. but then you also have the farm. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of two kids. Like, what's the? So the motivation for my job is I never want anybody. to to feel helpless. Like, cause I know there's been certain times in my life throughout, you know, from the time I was younger to, you know, before I started law enforcement where, you know, you kind of feel helpless at certain points and mm-hmm. you weren't getting the help you needed. And I feel like at that point, that's my motivation to continue that. Cause when I talk to people, I feel like I can kind of get through to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's for some reason I was given that gift. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing <laughs> or bad thing. No, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Motivation in general is just at the end of the day, like I've, you know, I've dealt with all my issues, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the things that, you know, we deal with on a day to day basis. You know, I'm, I'm at peace with who I am and mm-hmm. my life. I, I love my life. And when it comes down to it, you know, continuing that, making it even better for our kids so we, they don't have to worry about anything. Right. That's you know, cool. I don't, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. That's awesome. So I think he was saying like, uh, you know, some people are like fitness driven or, mm-hmm. you know, they're still like on this mission, you know, to figure out who they are. But you know, you've already done some of that already. Yeah, <laughs> and it and it, it'll change with time too. The older you get, all right. those things will change, and different different things will mean different things to you. But anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, that's 
That's probably one of the best ones we've heard. No offense to anybody else. <laughs> we've had some Evan losers. Jones was like, women, my motivation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, he's, hey, he's single. I mean, a single he's dude. A, yeah. Hey, by all means, do what you got to do. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think he really said that. but <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> Something he would say. Live your first best one. life, man. We'll get to edit this, that one, that show. Uh, yeah, but then we asked one, that one last question. We'll, we'll try to do this from now on. Or do you want to do the death row one? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did that one last time. Your uh, your death row meal. Oh mm. damn! If you <laughs> right, that's what we said. Yeah, yeah. If you were in the chair right now and they said, "What's your final we don't have meal?" The, we don't have the death penalty anymore, but in Virginia. <laughs> but go ahead. That's kind of a corny question. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm okay with that. I like foods. So. <laughs> I mean, about people's food taste. As as long as it involves steak, and my husband had to cook it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's morbid. It's like, I'm going to die. I'm gonna, I mean, well, we're just all made up. So. Like, steak and his mac and cheese, and I'm good. Like, Is this yeah. grilled? Hmm? This steak? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, what, oh, yes. what? How's it done? Medium rare. Well, yes. they say you couldn't eat rare, uh, raw meat. That's not That's raw. That's not raw. See, no, he's a well-done man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Medium well. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll have to convert you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much better. Okay. All right, it's way it. more tender. We'll work on it. <laughs> All right, so in the last thing, what would be your advice to any um, any officer, but particularly young women? I mean, what I mean, I know. So let's just be real. I mean, mm-hmm. there is you know um, types of discrimination that go on. Mm-hmm. Even we talked about some of it briefly, but mm-hmm. you know, um, I'll just say it like this: When I was going to college at Virginia State, this is in '92 or something. Mm-hmm. I was a stockman at Walmart in Colonial Heights. Okay. And you to help people carry their stuff out. Yeah. It ain't like that anymore. People just mm-hmm. struggle, I guess, for the most part. But anyway, <laughs> you, they'd call you from the back. And as you're walking to the front, if you saw, like, a nice-looking lady, the stockmen were fighting whoever would go help them. <laughs> and they weren't so nice-looking, they were just like, you got it, bro, go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just being real. I mean, that's yeah. how people no, get mad at me. But, yeah, so I mean, you're a nice-looking young lady in, in law enforcement. Do you think it's – what would be the advice, I mean, for you to say – I mean, I'm just adding that in there. I'm not mm-hmm. saying somebody – it's probably the wrong line of questioning. <laughs> but, I mean, has it been a hindrance to you? Or do you feel like um, you had to work harder or prove yourself more? Or I mean, you're, you're kind of an, an, an anomaly where you're, I mean, you're physically fit, you're strong, you can prove yourself every time because you always did in the academy. But what would be your advice to a young female thinking about this profession? If you're going to do it, do it all the way is the big one. Like, don't come in with the mentality of, oh, well, don't use an excuse of, oh, well, I'm a female, I can't do that, or I'm weaker than that. No. Bingo. Either you're going to do it or you're not. It's very simple. But don't let anybody tell you you can't do it either. <laughs> Bingo, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Stand your ground, but also... Watch this, but stand your ground in both and ways. And don't make any excuses for it. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, yeah. people want it both ways, not you at all. But, and not and, and I'll be honest, I mean, um, the people I've been most impressed with as, an, as a coordinator there were, were a lot of the females that had to overcome those those mm-hmm. obstacles, and they may not have really existed. I mean, in the mm-hmm. back of their mind, they, they as as a young female, they were they were taught that. Now I guess things are changing, but for the most part, they, you know, there's this hidden in, well, it's not hidden. There there is a barrier, but mm-hmm. if you mentally already overcome it, it's not even a question anymore. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you're going to have people that don't take you seriously, or you know. I have more of a baby face, so I have people all the time who are like, you don't look old enough to carry a gun. I'm like, okay. So a right. lot of times they don't want to take you serious, but then as soon as you start talking to them and they understand, right. okay, you're not just blowing smoke. You're, right. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. Then as long as you do your job and do what you know you're supposed to do, you're fine. It's badass. That's what it's all about. Yeah. 
I can't say shit. I wasn't a cop, but. <laughs> well, I mean, but I think I mean, it should I mean, be. I mean, it's, it's all aspects of life, though. Anybody's job. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not. I mean, going with the mindset that you're going to do it 100. Mm-hmm. percent It's all aspects of life. You know? Don't half-ass it. Mm-hmm. Full ass it. Bitch, you won't never gonna be a cop, but I won't go let you be a cop. Yeah, that's the one thing he said. He said you would never be a cop. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, hell no. But anyway, all right. Let's not get into all this. Anything else you want to say? Uh, uh, is there any meaning to your tattoo? Oh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always ask people that. Oh yeah, um, it's just the journey throughout my life. All my tattoos have the same. You know, they kind of t- each one tells a different story about a different part of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool, man. That's cool. So who's the boss? Last question. Who's the boss of your house? You or your husband? We kind of flip back and forth a little bit because, you know, we always have this running joke that, you know, I know I never would never have to worry about anything because I have like 10 different personalities. So he stays really occupied. <laughs> That's good. And, and, and you both are like you both have your own motorcycles and stuff, too, right? Yep. So you, you've you been up to the mountains here, like the tail. Of the Oh, yeah. Tail of the dragon. Um, what? We did the claw of the dragon. The Damn. And so you're pretty good ri- a rider then. I've been riding since I was 17. Damn. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> That's cool, though. All right. I just want to throw that out there, too. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. badass. She's a real deal, man. You might be the next motorcycle cop in Chesterfield. No. <laughs> I do not want to do it for work because I enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to have to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's been a pleasure having you on. I mean, you're somebody I've always admired and... um I hope that through this podcast that you've inspired some other people or, or even, you know, promoted your business or whatever. But oh, I, 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 re- I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, for real. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll link everything too so okay, people sweet. can find your farm and I appreciate that. buy some really stuff. Awesome. I'm going to buy some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I want some steak. And your husband has to grill it too. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and thank you to your husband for letting you come on. Because I said, hey. I- oh, no. No, no, Uh-oh. no. We are not putting that on there. <laughs> See, that's a mistake I made. We'll end it with this. I said, like, make sure your husband knows my wife's home. And I was just saying, because some people are funny about that shit. You know? Oh, no. And she's See? like, and then I knew I didn't say the wrong like, thing. I was, I was like, like, oh, no. That's not like- an issue. I was like, I'm not saying to what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah. It's always funny because we always jo- we always joke about that. Jesus. Because we're all, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Did somebody let me do something? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I didn't mean it Frankie like that. Frankie does it, oh, I know. That didn't sound I know. right. I'm old. Don't forget, I'm old, dude. <laughs> He's old school, man. I know. That's okay. As soon as I said it, it sound right. But, but yeah, I appreciate your husband. Oh, yeah. No, partnering with you. and He's cool. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. But I was just <laughs> saying, I was awesome. like, he didn't let you do anything, but here you are. So, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, like I said, we'll link everything. And... If you guys didn't follow us on Instagram, Facebook, listen to us on Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the hill. On the hill. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to On the Hill. Like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. See ya.